Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, What would you say if a president of the United States told his IRS commissioner to gather information on the Secretary of the Treasury who had served in the prior administration. And then directed the Department of Justice, the tax division, to conduct audits and criminal investigations of that individual because that individual was highly critical of the New Deal and the spending. That's exactly what Franklin Roosevelt did to Andrew Mellon. Even a federal judge at the end, after around 10 years of this, where Mellon agreed to pay like some pittance, $10,000, pittance for him for sure, minor amount of money, at the end of the process. What would you say if a president of the United States told the Internal Revenue Service, the commissioner, and the Secretary of Treasury to investigate a political opponent within the Democrat Party? A senator from Louisiana who'd been the governor of Louisiana. Because his populist views were concerning him and he was running to the left of FDR and picking up a lot of support. 
That's what FDR did to Huey Long. But Huey Long was assassinated before the IRS could charge him with anything. What would you say if a president of the United States had put a person over at the Internal Revenue Service, put his brother as Attorney General of the United States, and directed that they collect all the information they could on conservative organizations, a handful of them, that were criticizing him, his faith, and threatening to expose certain of his infidelities. And then those organizations faced internal revenue scrutiny. Well, that's what John Kennedy did. What would you say if John Kennedy and Ben Bradley, then of Newsweek, but later of Washington Post, same company, if Kennedy shared the tax returns of certain of his political opponents or even billionaires like John Paul Getty looked at them reviewed them and shared some of them with Ben Bradley what would you think of that pretty bad right what would you say if John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy tapped the phones illegally of the most prominent civil rights leader maybe in history Martin Luther King to gather information against him they blame it on J. Edgar Hoover J. Edgar Hoover reported to Kennedy Kennedy reported to his brother they listened in and tracked Martin Luther King when he was in hotels when he was with other women when he was talking about what they were going to do in certain civil rights protests and so forth this is well known what about that what about Lyndon Baines Johnson who made all the others look like pipers it was the FBI, the IRS, and the CIA. Can you imagine when his vice president, talk about vice presidents, Hubert Humphrey was running for president, that he had Humphrey's phone tapped because he wanted to see if Hubert Humphrey was going to abide by his positions on Vietnam and other issues? What if I told you he sent FBI agents into the Democrat convention in Atlantic City to keep an eye on King and other civil rights leaders so they could report back to Lyndon Johnson if they were going to, he felt, undermine his administration so he could get on the phone and talk to them? What would you think of that? What would you think if Lyndon Johnson tapped the campaign offices, the headquarters 
of Barry Goldwater. Barry Goldwater used to joke, according to Lee Edwards, his, one of his top confidants, that if they wanted to have a discussion, they needed to go outside into a telephone booth because they knew they were being tapped. And what would you say, what would you say if one of LBJ's top lieutenants, who appears and has appeared often on public television, had his own show for a long time, got information that one of Barry Goldwater's aides was gay, which Goldwater knew way back in 1964, and leaked it to the press. Pretty bad, don't you think? They did a lot worse than that. A lot worse than that. They made threats. They made the most crooked deals. What would you say if Lyndon Johnson as a senator was able to acquire the only license for radio and a television station in Austin, Texas? No other competition as one of the most powerful senators in Washington. What would you say about that? Made him a multimillionaire. That trouble you? What would you say if North Texas and Chicago would daily change the outcome of the 1960 election? At that time, the closest election in American history, 100,000 votes separated them by popular vote. To give Illinois and Texas to Kennedy over Nixon, what would you say? The old man, Joe Sr., was involved, obviously. You know what Nixon did about it? Nothing. He was urged to bring a lawsuit, he said no, it would divide the country. What would you do, as we talked about yesterday, in 1800, when Thomas Jefferson on multiple occasions warned Aaron Burr, warned him, that should he succeed in his efforts to take the presidency, from Jefferson, within his own party, that the Republicans would rise up in violent riots and there'd be a civil war in the country and they might well overthrow the government. Said it more than once, as you know. What would you say about that? What would you say about a president who resegregated the armed forces. Who resegregated the federal government. Who appointed racists throughout his government. President who'd been born in basically Confederate Virginia. Became president of Princeton. What would you say about a man like that? That was Woodrow Wilson. 
Now, I could go on and on and on and on. What would you say about a newspaper that Maggie Haberman works for, called the New York Times, whose Berlin bureau chief was sympathetic to Hitler and the Third Reich? A newspaper that knew about the Holocaust, a paper owned by Jewish Americans who got their relatives out of Germany knowing what was happening to the Jews in Germany and throughout Europe, the extermination of the Jews, but censored it up until and through 1944 at the request of of the Democrat president, Franklin Roosevelt, but at their own behest as well. What would you say about a corporation that did that? What would you say about a corporation whose bureau chief in Moscow for 12 years was on Stalin's payroll? And he would write news account after news account defending Stalin, defending the communist revolution, and lying about what was taking place in Russia, and in 1932 especially, lying about what the Russians were doing to the Ukrainians in Ukraine. Genocide. Millions starved to death. What would you say about that newspaper? What would you say about that newspaper who had a reporter in Cuba who was supporting the Castros and the revolution, the guerrillas, who lied about the popular support. It had no popular support. Who lied about the numbers of guerrillas who were in the mountains and in the jungles. Who gave that individual, Castro, the headlines he needed to get support from foreign entities and to build support within Cuba. What would you say about that newspaper? That news corporation? This is what goes on, on, ladies and gentlemen, inside the Beltway. They want you to believe Richard Nixon was the biggest crook ever. They want you to believe Donald Trump is the biggest thug ever. They want you to believe that all they want to do All the Democrats want to do, all the media want to do, is to hold the lawless to account. That's all. Did Donald Trump and his lawyers dare to challenge the election to lobby state legislatures and state legislators? Did they dare to call and quote-unquote pressure their words, not Trump's? Republican officials? Pressuring Republican officials, pressuring state legislators. Ladies and gentlemen, trying to reverse what you believe to be as fatally flawed election practices and results is not a crime. And one other thing. You keep hearing, including from the Attorney General of the United States, including from these committee members, that Trump wanted to 
reverse the course of the election, that Trump wanted to overturn the election. The election is not complete until all members of Congress meet on January 6th. Count the electoral votes from each state and approve them. That's why Congress meets. It's called the Electoral College process. The election isn't over, even on election night. The election isn't over. When the electoral votes are received by the archivist, the election is over when Congress counts. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now this uh, attorney general has a track record already, 20 months in office. It's a disastrous track record, a track record of a political hack. You're all familiar now with 18 United States Code 1507. You've had thousands of people protesting loudly at the homes of Supreme Court justices, only the Supreme Court justices who supported the Dobbs decision. Not a single one has been federally charged with violating 18 United States Code 1507. This is the same U.S. Attorney General who within 72 hours of a letter a set-up letter written in part by his own department and the Department of Education and White House staffers put out a memo targeting parents with various tools to fight terrorism against parents. More when I return. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. Have you ever seen any Democrat attorney general turn on their boss? On the president of the United States? You've ever seen any? I haven't. Been around, it'll be soon 65 years. I can't think of any. Not one. Not against LBJ. Not against Clinton. Not against Obama. Clearly not against Biden. They are loyal to the nth degree. Loyal to the nth degree. Do you find that to be the case with Bill Barr or others like that? Who in his videotaped deposition of the January 6th committee was giddy. Almost celebratory that he was there. Slouching in his seat. Giddy. Writing what he believed was pretty much a tell-all book. You don't see it. Joe Biden has made it clear over and over and over and over again he wants Trump punished. He attacked Trump again today. Obviously, Merrick Garland hears this. He knows what his orders are. Is Bill Barr concerned about the course of the U.S. Attorney's Office now? about the lack of equal justice when it comes to threats against Supreme Court justices, threats against parents, lawsuits against Republican legislatures, changing their voting systems pretty much back to what they were. Not a peep that I'm aware of. Nothing. Now, they weren't ordered to use the IRS or the FBI or the CIA against their political opponents. Indeed, that's what was done to Trump. The leaking of his tax returns from the IRS, the use of the FBI to try and take him out, as well as other agencies in Washington on the international side. Quite different. I just want to point that out. I can't think of a single Democrat attorney general who has ever turned on their president. And they had many reasons to do it. Not one. Not one. Well, we have some breaking news, and it's not pleasant. Manchin and Schumer announced deal that includes energy and taxes. This is breaking now. This is uh, their... Build Back Better miniseries. Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, writes Politico, reached a deal on a bill that includes energy and tax policy. Look out, America. A turnaround after the two deadlocked earlier this month in talks on Democrats' marquee party line agenda. In a joint statement, the two Democrats said the legislation will be on the Senate floor next week. 
next week. Today is Wednesday. Next week. It's going to affect your lives in a significant way, and you don't have the foggiest idea what's in it, and neither do I. And when the media interprets it for us, it'll give it a a biased interpretation, and it will not include all the little stuff that's included in these bills. This is how this government functions now. It includes roughly $370 billion in energy and climate spending. More spending on top of the other spending. $300 billion in deficit reduction. That means taxes. Taxes. In the middle of a recession. Three years of subsidies for affordable care premiums. That means subsidies forever. Another entitlement. Prescription drug reform and significant tax changes. I have no idea what they mean, prescription drug reform, quote unquote, and significant tax changes. All I know is the Democrat Party is destroying our energy and destroying our dollar and destroying our economy. The duo said they're built. We have two people now who are making law. Schumer Manchin. That's why the suckers out there, some Manchin's a moderate, he's a good guy. No, he's not. He's a schmuck. The duo said their bill dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Remember, it's always the opposite of what they say. It's not an Inflation Reduction Act. More spending, more deficits, more taxes. Would fight inflation, invest in domestic energy production and manufacturing, and reduce carbon emissions by roughly 40% by 2030. Now, you know what that means. Shutting down energy and more regulations. As part of the agreement announced Wednesday, Schumer and Speaker Pelosi agreed to pass legislation governing energy permits. Following Manchin's stated interest in limiting a a party-line domestic policy bill to health care and lowering prescription drug prices, Democrats were expecting to pursue a bill that did not include climate or energy provisions. But Manchin and Schumer quietly continued negotiating behind the scenes, mostly through staff, leading to a surprise breakthrough while Manchin was sidelined with COVID. (coughs) The agreement mirrors roughly what Manchin first laid out earlier this year, albeit with a more limited tax title. Democrats will raise revenues for the legislation by imposing a 15% corporate minimum tax. Perfect. Perfect. When we have negative growth, non-growth. Perfect. Increase IRS enforcement, and that is against you. So they're going to put billions into the IRS. Reducing drug prices. And closing the so-called carry interest loophole. Notably, the legislation also extends the Affordable Care Act subsidies through the 2024 election. And the first term of Joe Biden's presidency taking a big political headache off their table. Then it goes on. Another moderate Senate Democrat, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, learned of the deal on Wednesday afternoon and had no immediate comment. So Manchin and Schumer cut their deal. The Democrat Party in the House and the Senate will pass it. Biden will sign it, and you have no say. No committee hearings. No opportunity for public input. What happened to representative government? They're trashing the Supreme Court. They don't believe in representative government. You have a Justice Department and U.S. attorney who've gone rogue, who are off 
off the scales. Pretty unbelievable, don't you think, that this is how policy is made in America now? I don't want to hear anymore that we're a constitutional republic. I don't want to hear it. We're supposed to be, but we're not. We are a post-constitutional republic. I've said it for a long time, and that's what we are. I don't know what this is, ladies and gentlemen. Another big story breaking tonight. From the Washington Free Beacon, how the CDC coordinated with big tech to censor Americans. As I said, I don't know what we are anymore. By Joseph Simpson, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention coordinated with social media companies and Google to censor users who express skepticism or criticism of COVID-19 vaccines. According to a trove of internal communications obtained by America First Legal and shared exclusively with the Washington Free Beacon, over the course of at least six months, Starting in December 2020, CDC officials regularly communicated with personnel at Twitter, Facebook, and Google over, quote, vaccine misinformation, unquote. This is government censorship. Government. Because the CDC is involved. At various times, CDC officials would flag specific posts by users on social media platforms, such as Twitter, as example posts. In one email to a CDC staffer, a Twitter employee said he's, quote, looking forward to setting up regular chats, unquote, with the agency. Other emails show the scheduling of meetings with the CDC over how to best police alleged misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Your government, through this phony science and medical department, violating the First Amendment of the Constitution, with the oligarchs in Silicon Valley. Although many of the posts flagged by the CDC contained false information about the COVID-19 vaccines, the efforts to police misinformation also resulted in mistaken acts of censorship. An April 2021 email from a CDC staffer to Facebook states that the algorithms that Facebook and other social media networks are apparently using to screen out posting by sources of vaccine misinformation are also apparently screening out valid public health messaging, including Wyoming Health Communications. And the communications reveal a high level of coordination between the federal government and tech industry during the pandemic and raise questions about the extent to which other private companies are working with the federal government to censor the public. The Biden administration has faced criticism for engaging in what they've called Orwellian practices, such as the establishment of the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board. The Free Beacon reported that the now-shuttered Disinformation Board arranged a meeting with a Twitter executive who blocked users from sharing stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. The CDC's effort to police alleged disinformation expanded to other federal agencies. An internal March 2021 email from a senior CDC staffer states we are working on project with census to leverage their infrastructure to identify and monitor social media for vaccine misinformation. The government was monitoring you. One email shows a senior CDC official appeared at Google's 2020 Trusted Media Summit 
The conference, according to its website, was for journalists, fact-checkers, educators, researchers, and others who work in the area of fact-checking, verification, media literacy, and otherwise fighting misinformation. So there they are, the oligarchs and big tech, the mouthpieces for the government. The mouthpieces for the government. Unbelievable. One of the organizers of the conference asked the senior CDC official for permission to post her remarks on YouTube. That official declined, saying she was not authorized to speak publicly. In the same email chain with a senior CDC official, a Google staffer offers to promote an initiative from the World Health Organization about addressing the COVID-19 infodemic and strengthening community resilience against misinformation. That same Google staffer offers to introduce the CDC official to a Google colleague who's, quote, working on programs to counter immunization misinformation. Facebook also awarded the CDC with 15 million in ad credits for the company's platforms in April 2021. According to several emails, this gift will be used by CDC's COVID-19 response to support the agency's messages on Facebook and extend the reach of COVID-19 related Facebook contact, including messages on vaccines, social distancing, travel, etc. Unbelievable. Twitter and Google declined to comment. Facebook basically said, what's the big deal? Tensions between the CDC's powers and protecting the public's civil liberties have arisen since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. The coordination is obvious. It's multitudinous. And now the evidence is unequivocal. Unequivocal. Concerns about the CDC's judgment has led to the Democrat-controlled cities of New York and San Francisco to ignore the agency's guidance on monkeypox vaccinations. But the bigger threat here, ladies and gentlemen, is the threat to your liberty, competition of ideas, competition of scientific positions. And it's the Democrats and these institutions working on behalf of the Democrats. That's what it is. Shocking. Hat tip. Hat tip to those who studiously fought this America First legal hat tip to the Washington Free Beacon. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. 
over at Breitbart. One of our favorite sites, Alam Bakhari. Big Tech's blueprint to stop a red wave in 2022. You just heard how they worked with the CDC in violating your First Amendment rights. Republicans think a red wave is inevitable in November, and I keep telling people it's not inevitable. But the Democrats still have one big advantage, the ever-tightening grip of Big Tech censorship, which will be used again to prevent undecided voters from encountering even the most mainstream conservative news in the run-up to the next election. Republicans will have a strong message, but what if voters are prevented from hearing it? Google completely suppressed Breitbart News in the run-up to 2020 election from its, re- from its search results. Compared to 2016, Breitbart News went into the 2020 election with a 99.7% reduction in visibility for its links on Google search. In fact, the censorship was so severe, no-name blogs would plagiarize headlines and content would appear in search results before the original Breitbart News articles. On searches for the term Joe Biden, Google cut visibility on Breitbart News links to zero. Then a few weeks before the election, Big Tech teamed up to suppress one of the biggest stories of the cycle, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Post-election poll found that 17% of Biden voters would have reconsidered their decision They've been aware of the laptop story alone, not counting the hundreds of Breitbart news stories voters didn't have access to due to Google censorship. Biden's margin of victory in three swing states was less than one percentage point, making tech censorship a pivotal factor in the outcome. And there's no law preventing Silicon Valley from not only repeating this plan in 2022, but scaling it up. Scaling it up. Now, the groundwork's already being prepared in a number of ways. Number one, independent watchdogs downgrading conservative media. NewsGuard discredits the right. Number two, Facebook suppressing the news. If the wrong side is winning, call off the game. Number three, taxpayer-funded censorship. NPR creates misinformation bureau. Number four, regulatory gridlock. No recourse for citizens against any of these titans. Number five, the institutionalization of censorship. Facebook's $150 million oversight board, and on and on. I'll be back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, the Republican primary in Arizona, the in-person part of it, is on August 2nd. Let's get our attorney general friend in Arizona on the program, I would argue, on Monday if we can. All right? Bernovich. Um... I know he's up against it, but I think he'd be a fantastic candidate and a fantastic senator. 
And I don't really want this Peter Thiel owning the entire Republican Party. He's buying it hook, line, and sinker. That said, J.D. Vance is coming on the program next hour. Did you ever think? We have got to take this government. And we can't afford to lose Ohio. And the guy running in Ohio is a fraud, this Tim Ryan. Down the line with Nancy Pelosi, but now he's pretending he's a moderate. I'm sick and tired of these phony moderate Democrats. And so we're going to have J.D. Vance on here. And, uh, and I'm sure it'll go very well. Very well. This is part of the problem, though, with uh, guys like McConnell, you know. We fight like hell to get the majority, and then he's the majority leader. It's just, it's pathetic. But what can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen? Now, one thing I've told you is the ruling class that we have in this country is amoral, if not immoral. It is incompetent. It is power-hungry. And it is self-serving. These are huge problems. Now, for decades, recession was defined, as you know, as two quarters in a row of negative growth, which is non-growth. That definition has changed with the Biden administration, just as the definition of woman has changed. This is a very perverse time that we live in, where dictionaries are being burned, where encyclopedias are being burned, and that they accuse you and me of being right-wingers. And they're doing worse than book burning. They're burning down the whole culture. Now we have this guy, Jerome Powell. He's the chairman of the Fed. He's an incompetent boob. He kept his foot on the gas pedal, keeping monetary policy, that is interest rates, as low as possible, to help Joe Biden spend like a drunken Marxist. His predecessor, you may have heard of her, Yellen, who is the Secretary of Transportation, who can barely put a sentence together, like most of the people in this administration. She was a fraud and a phony and a loser, too. She kept her foot on the gas pedal. Hey, let's have a meeting of the board. The Fed, but hey, print, 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 print. They must have had songs and dances, booze, everything. Just keep printing. Yay, print, print, print. Okay. So the, the ideology of the Democrat Party and the American Marxists is a poison. And it spreads everywhere. It just does. Jerome Powell's at a press conference today. He says, I, I really don't think it's likely we'll get into a recession. Guy's cold as a fish. Cut 11, go. Well, all I've really said is I don't think it's likely that the U.S. economy is in a recession now. And I've explained why that is the case. It's, it's because you do see a very strong labor market. And I think the public will, will see that as well. You know, going forward. The public will uh, see what as well, you idiot. I can't tell you how many small businesses, small businessmen and women I talk to who say they can't fill their jobs. 
how many supermarkets do you see with signs, help wanted? They're all over the place. 7-Elevens, gas stations, help wanted. We don't have enough truckers, help wanted. What are they talking about? What are they looking at? Now, keep something in mind. This guy, Jerome Powell, Jerry, Jerry Powell, he helped cause this situation. He's going to be the last to confess to it. Jerry, you blew it. Well, I, uh, I actually don't think uh, we're headed for a recession or we're likely to have. The labor market's quite strong, actually. We're in a recession. And tomorrow, I think the numbers will bear that out. But it doesn't matter. Numbers everywhere bear it out. We're in a recession. I love when they say, look at the price of gasoline. It's going down. So it goes up from two bucks to five bucks, and then it goes down to four dollars and twenty cents, and that's success. This is how they dumb you down. This is how they dumb you down. More Jerry Powell. Go ahead. What we've seen is a is a slowing in spending, as I mentioned. We've seen the very beginnings of perhaps a, a slight lessening in in the in the um, tightness of the labor market but it would only be the beginnings so uh and i, and I mentioned that that i also said that uh we our goal is to bring inflation down and have a so-called soft landing by which i mean uh, a landing that doesn't require a significant increase a really significant increase in unemployment uh, we're trying to achieve that like we're trying to achieve that way all we did is <coughs> excuse me raise Interest rates by 0.75, almost a full point. Now, ladies and gentlemen, are you in the housing market for a new house, trying to sell your house? Have you looked at your interest rates on your credit cards yet? Uh, All we're trying to do is uh, address inflation, uh, labor market, just a slight tightening. We're seeing the beginnings of a slight tightening. This is why you hate these ruling class elites. They have no connection to the common man. They have no connection to the middle class. What is he looking at? That the labor market's basically chugging along. No, it's not. It's like the fools. Now, the border is secure. What? Oh, yes, the border is secure. The border's secure. Yo. The border's secure. Well, look look at the violent crime in our cities. No. If you take murder out of the equation, really the increase isn't all that significant. Take murder out of the equation. Oh, yes. Yes, you're just not looking properly at the statistics. What the hell are you talking about? Yes. Then we have Amos Hochstein. Hochstein. Amos. A.K.A. Anus Hochstein, Senior Presidential Coordinator for International Energy Affairs. Doing a swell job, pal. But this is what I mean about the propaganda. Ready? Cut 12, go. While the prices you said, the prices come down from $5 to $4.30 in record time, I might add. Well, in record time, I'll tell you what. All you got to do is drain the emergency strategic reserve dry. Every damn drop. Sell at least 25% of the communist Chinese, and it'll come down. You want to know why it's coming down, folks? 
Those hated oil companies. Notice they don't talk about the oil companies right now. The energy companies. They are at full, full acceleration. They can't do a drop more. Full acceleration. But this can't keep up. It can't keep up because of the various regulations. It can't keep up because they have to do maintenance. It can't keep up because they're going to have to move resources from fossil fuels to wind, sun. Mr. Producer, do we have our George Carlin thing? Can we find that? Think we can do that next half hour? I've done it two or three times over 20 years in radio. I want to do it again. Let's go back to Anus Hochstein. Go. And it's still too high. And we want the prices to go down even further. We're going to see reporting. You I, I'm know, sorry, uh, Anus. May I call you Anus? I'm sorry, pal. That's not what the entire administration has said. We've had some of them on the weekend shows. In which they've said, and you've had your Secretary of Transportation, Buttigieg. He was at a big 17% in New Hampshire. Oh, my God, he's unstoppable. Anyway, uh, that their goal is to have more pain and to drive up the prices. So you have this schmuck anus here who says the, the price is too high. And then you have the other schmuck, Buttigieg, who says the goal is to have pain and to get the price up. Wow. What an administration. Go ahead. Profits from oil companies and refiners. Ah, shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking... Well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. After the bottom of the hour, we will bring back the great George Carlin, who today would be rejected like all great comedians. That's why you're stuck with those three losers at night. You got Spock there with the ears, Colbert. I don't even know the other names, Mr. Producer. What are their names? Oh, Kibble and Beats and Meats and whatever he is. And what's the other guy's name? We don't even know. They're not hip enough for us to know. Hip, hip. They're just all the same. And one's dumber than the next. And uh, that's why those shut. You know, it's amazing. Our buddy Gutfeld often beats two, if not three of them. They're on network. He's on cable. You know what else is amazing? My show numbers on Sunday night often beat 
the comedians. I don't know why we don't tout that over there in my my Fox uh, network, but we should. As a matter of fact, way to tout more than that. Life, Liberty, and Levin was number one on Sunday. And I don't just mean Sunday night. I mean the whole weekend. And we have great, great programs and hosts. The weekend before and the weekend before that. I have to decide if I want to continue to do Life, Liberty, and Levin, Mr. Producer. I like to do it. I do like it. And people seem to like it. People watch it. It's uh, appointment TV. If they can't watch it live, they DVR it. I just have to decide. Because I do radio. I do Levin TV. I write books. The question is, if I should continue with all of it. Maybe something has to give. Or maybe I'll do a fourth hour of radio instead. Fourth hour. Particularly in New York. On WABC, where it's in great demand, Mr. Producer. Where was I? Amos Hockstein was talking about that the price is too high, but on the other hand, it's fallen dramatically. And uh, and we want to thank them because anything over $2, pretty much, is on the hands of the Biden administration. So on the one hand, they want pain. On the other hand, they claim they don't want pain. This is where we are. This is where we are. And yet, 75% of the Democrats don't want Biden to run again. They don't want him to run again. Why? Here's John King on CNN today. Cut 13. Go. The American people, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a cranky independent, uh, you're exhausted. You're frustrated. If you're a Democrat, you were promised the moon after the Democrats won those two Georgia Senate seats. You were promised sweeping legislation on climate, sweeping legislation on child care, sweeping legislation on just about everything under the Democratic umbrella. You didn't get most of that, didn't you? So you're frustrated. That, that's you're, You have your normal frustrations that all Americans have. Then you have your partisan frustrations because Democrats thought with all Democratic government they were going to get so much. Democrats clearly overpromised. So they are frustrated. And who do you take that out on? The guy in charge. That's called human nature. But we'll see where we are after the midterm. What did he say, Rich? I mean, he sounded like uh, Chris Matthews there. Whatever happened to Chris Matthews? I think he opened a firm with uh, Al Franken, but that's a whole other story. So they were promised a moon. What is it that the Democrats want that they haven't gotten? What's left? To pack the Supreme Court? To destroy the Republican Party through this national vote scheme? To further change the nation with open borders? What is it? What is it else? What else do they want? Seriously. To surrender to the communist Chinese? To destroy what's left of our police and local law enforcement? I don't trust federal law enforcement anymore. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. I used to back it up 100%. Not anymore. It's local law enforcement that I back. 100%. And by the way, whenever local law enforcement has stopped me for speeding, and I haven't gotten a ticket in a long time, but have, they were right. They were right. But what is it that they want? What more? They own our classrooms and our school systems. They own our colleges and universities. 
They own Hollywood. They own the news media. We're not getting enough. We want more. And that's the nature of these radical extremist totalitarians. That's the nature of Marxism. You see, the more they do, the worse it gets. And the worse it gets, the more they insist on doing. Oh, it's just because we didn't have 100% control. It's just because, it's just because the oil companies are making a profit. It, it, it's just because, uh, uh, you know, uh, Abbott had to shut down its uh, baby formula company. It's, it's just because the, uh, the people weren't wearing enough masks, taking enough vaccines, staying home under their table long enough. You understand? This ruling class is a disaster. And so far, the Republican leadership, particularly in the Senate, is incapable of confronting it. And he doesn't believe in free speech either, McConnell. He doesn't believe in free speech either. He'd love to shut me down, this jerk. Trust me on this, I know. He'd love to shut me down. I ain't going anywhere. There's too many too many platforms, particularly independent platforms. Not going to happen. So with Amos Achstein, Anus... We have Jerome Powell telling you there's not a recession. And then we have this economic sort of uh, whiz guy. And he's telling us, not only are we in a recession, this is Rubini. But the economic situation is going to be disastrous. And this guy predicted the, uh, the disaster in 2007, 2008. 2007, 2008. So who do you think's right? The people who've gotten it wrong all along? Like the Fed chair? The Fed chair, who's a disgrace? The Secretary of Treasury, who's a marble mouth, just like her boss? Who do you think's right? Well, what are you living? Look at prices. And all the big warehouse stores, all of them have announced significant prices increases coming. All the big fast food stores have announced significant price increases coming. Anybody who knows anything about farming has indicated we have yet to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a disaster. But don't worry, the Fed's got it figured out. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first, thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. This is what, from the, uh, about what year would you say this is from, George Carlin and uh, Mr. Producer? 
I think it's the 70s, actually. But it doesn't really matter. Ladies and gentlemen, and youngins who may not have ever heard of George Carlin, shockingly enough, here's George Carlin on the environmentalists. Go. You got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? (laughs) Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees. Save the bees. Save the whales. Save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the planet? I'm getting tired of that. Tired of that. I'm tired of Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f***. <laughs> Difference difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Did you ever think about the arithmetic? planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, a hundred thousand? Maybe two hundred thousand? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over two hundred years. Two hundred years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, And we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet, the planet, 
The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. A surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Wonder well, if the planet's all right, ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. <laughs> How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii, who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. <laughs> so... The plastic is here, our job is done, we can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in, in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see, what might, hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and I can dream, can I? So I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. Know what I call it? The big electron. The big electron. Whoa. 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 It doesn't punish. It doesn't reward. It doesn't judge at all. It just is. And so are we for a little while. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the great George Carlin died way too young. That's from 1992, actually. And you can see how prescient he was, too. Virus. And that's why the Stephen Coberts and the others, they're such a joke. And their careers are a joke. 
because they don't know how to tell a joke. They don't know how to tell a story. You just get up there, Democrat, 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 left-wing, 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 left-wing. George Carlin was a liberal slash libertarian. I think Bill Maher is similar in that vein. But George Carlin would often go against the mob. The others are part of the mob. And he's right. We are destroying ourselves. We are destroying our economy. We're destroying our resource base. We are destroying our prosperity, the future for our children and grandchildren. We're destroying our superpower status because we are chasing false idols. Here we are again. Mankind praying to sun gods. The god of sun, the god of wind. And it's going to be a disaster. You're just getting a little taste of it. It's already taken out the country of Sri Lanka. Canada's all in. Germany was all in. They just hit the brakes and made a U-turn to coal. Just a matter of time, but the damage that'll be done will be will be enormous. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Let me tell you why you and I are just disgusted with the phony justice system in this country. Most of you have seen the video of this 16-year-old teen in the uh, subway in New York brutally beating this NYPD cop. And he gets his hand around his neck, and the cop's wrestling, and people are taking iPhone videos and so forth, and finally another cop comes over and helps him. But he could have been easily killed. Easily killed. And what had happened is, as it's written here, the NYPD spokesperson, this 16-year-old male became verbally aggressive for over three minutes with the officers. They attempted to take the 16-year-old male into custody when he began assaulting the officers. The cell phone video filmed by a bystander showed the teen violently attacking the officers. We're trying to take him into custody. The teen punched the male officer in the head repeatedly as they struggled to detain him. Then a female friend of the suspect jumped into the fray and attacked the officer who was struggling with the teen boy. A female officer on the scene tried to pull the teen girl out of the altercation and was attacked by her. All on the video. 
It showed the female officer struggling with the teen girl while the teen boy threw punches one after the other at the male officer. And the suspect threw the officer into a middle gate, then body slammed him into the tile floor. The officer continued to fight back. He sat back up. And that was when the video showed the teen suspect put his arms around the officer's neck in a chokehold. But before the teen could get a good grip, the officer pushed himself up from the ground, pinned the boy against the gate. Another officer who had arrived on the scene appeared to try to help the first officer, but then he was out of it as the teen tried to break free and first officer took him to the ground again and the video showed the boy was bleeding from the face as he continued to resist the officers. He was ultimately arrested and charged with multiple crimes, including assault on a police officer. Now, where is he today? He's a free man. He was out the next day. He assaulted multiple police officers. He could have killed one of them. And he's out the next day. He did less than 24 hours time. Less than 24 hours time. Now that's pretty shocking, isn't it? Now let's compare it to this one. And by the way, that was black on black. The teenager attacking the black officer. Now this from The Hill earlier. D.C. man who assaulted police on January 6th sentenced to five-year prison term. A Washington, D.C. area man, also African-American, I might add, has been sentenced to five years in prison for assaulting police officers during the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Mark Ponder was sentenced on Tuesday in a district district, uh, of Columbia court after pleading guilty to assaulting the three police officers during the insurrection. This is how they write it up. According to the Department of Justice news release, court documents state that at approximately 2.31 p.m. on January 6th, Ponder ran out from the crowd of the other rioters who stormed the west plaza of the building to swing a long, thin pole at a Capitol Police officer in the area. His action resulted in the officer's riot shield, which he used to protect himself, breaking in two pieces, with part of the pole Ponder used flying off to the side. Moments after heading back into the rioting crowd, Ponder rearmed himself with a new thicker pole that was colored with red, white, and blue stripes. The DOG said that around 2.32 p.m., he used the new weapon to assault another police officer, who also blocked the move with his riot shield. And then Ponder joined a rioting crowd that faced off against a line of Metropolitan Police Department officers at the Capitol's Upper West Terrence, using the same stripe pole to swing at that line and strike a police officer in the shoulder. His sentencing comes after authorities have arrested more, and it goes on. In addition to his five-year prison sentence, Ponder must pay restitution of $2,000 and will be placed on supervised release for three years following the end of his prison term. Five years in prison, three years supervised release, and a fine. The other guy, out the next day. Out the next day. Now, both of these guys should be doing a lot of time for attacking police officers. I don't accept these attacks on these police officers. I reject them. I repudiate them. I always have, unlike the left, unlike the media. Unlike sports athletes. But the fact of the matter is, the guy in New York is a free man roaming around. And the guy in Washington, a January 6th uh, rider, he's doing five years real time. 
in prison. And then three years of supervised leave. That's the difference. If you're a dog parent like me, you've likely seen your dog deal with excess itchiness, a dry coat, a sensitive stomach, or stiff joints. These problems are all extremely common. And surprisingly, many of these issues are linked to the ingredients in kibble. After helping so many dogs with these problems, renowned veterinarian Dr. Marty created Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium meat and zero, I said zero, artificial preservatives, fillers, or meat meals. Once you switch your dog to Nature's Blend, the difference can be astounding. How do I know? Our dog, coincidentally enough, named Marty. Marty loves his Nature's Blend premium raw dog food. I love that Nature's Blend is freeze-dried and pantry-safe. Marty's an old boy. He's 15 years old. He's a wonderful dog. He misses his buddy Barney like we all do. So we try to make sure he's always happy with his food. So for a limited time, save 50% off your first order. Receive a free pack of Dr. Marty's Pet Premium Dog Treats. Just go to drmartypets.com slash Levin or text Levin to 511511. Let me do that again. Go to drmartypets.com slash L-E-V-I-N or text L-E-V-I-N to 511-511. They offer a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price if you're not satisfied. Or more importantly, if your dog's not satisfied. Text L-E-V-I-N to 511-511 or again, go to drmartypets.com slash Levin. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text STOP to opt out. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Communist China must think they can whip us, at least in the South China Sea, militarily. Nancy Pelosi has talked about taking a trip to Taiwan. I said yesterday she must take it. She must take it now because the communist Chinese are insisting that she not take it. And they have actually increased their pressure and they have indicated that if she does take it, there will be serious consequences. And as written by Kaylee Patterson, U.S. military has begun developing contingency plans For any incident that may occur if House Speaker Pelosi follows through with a reported plan to travel to Taiwan next month. After Biden said last week they believed it would be better for her to stay home. What a a disaster that would be to send that kind of a message, particularly to a regime like this. The Associated Press, citing multiple U.S. officials, reported that if Pelosi travels to Taiwan... The Pentagon will step up its movement of forces and other assets into the Indo-Pacific region. Fighter jets, ships, surveillance assets, and other military systems would likely be used to create buffer zones, securing Pelosi's flight to the island nation. Security on the ground would also be bolstered to prevent any incidents while the speaker is in the country. Is this not already a threat 
to our country, what the communist Chinese are doing here? The officials also told the AP that if Pelosi follows through the trip, the U.S. would need to provide rescue capabilities, such as helicopters posted on nearby ships and ready for departure at a moment's notice. In other words, they're planning in case her plane is attacked. While senior U.S. officials typically receive additional security when traveling to foreign nations, a Pelosi trip to Taiwan would make her the highest-ranking elected official to visit since then-House Speaker Newt Gingrich in 1997. Pentagon spokesman Martin Miners declined to comment on the reported plans, telling the Post it wouldn't be appropriate to comment on any congressional travel possibilities. Milley said that if she or anyone else is going to travel and they ask for military support, we will do what is necessary to ensure a safe conduct of their visit. Now, what should really be done here is if Biden had any cognitive skills left, he'd pick up the phone, he calls Xi, and he say, you touch one hair on Pelosi's head. I will send a heat-seeking missile up your ass. I'm no fan of Pelosi, but this is a challenge to the United States. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin avoided commenting, but did inform reporters he spoke to the Speaker to give her his assessment of the security situation. I'm deeply concerned about this, folks, because the way our military is responding at the highest levels, what do you think is going to happen if Communist Chinese, uh, China inv- invades uh, Taiwan? Does it sound like these guys are up to it? The report of Pelosi making the trip immediately sparked backlash from Chinese officials who warned it would deal a setback to relations between Washington and Beijing. Ah, screw off! Quote, the U.S. Congress is part of the U.S. government and supposedly, and supposed to strictly adhere to the U.S. one-China policy, said Foreign Ministry spokesman Zha Zilan. If the U.S. side has been on going its own way, China will take strong measures to resolutely respond and counteract, he said. The United States should be held responsible for any serious consequences. Got that? He reiterated his message today, saying a Pelosi visit would, quote, surely be met with forceful responses. Forceful responses. She must go. She should go. And she should go, whether you like it or not, with the full backing of Republicans everywhere. 100%. Because we cannot have the communist Chinese regime, a genocidal, murderous regime that is now openly our enemy, dictate to us what a top official in our government can or cannot do. But in, in the face of this, In the face of this, our friends at the Washington Free Beacon, Joseph Simonson, Schumer strips anti-China security provision for major semiconductor bill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer removed an anti-China security measure from a bill that invests billions in the U.S. technology sector, a move Republicans say would allow China to benefit from the spending bill and could kneecap the legislation. 
at issue are provisions written by Senator Robert Portman that bar U.S. companies from manufacturing products in China, such as semiconductors, that were developed using federally funded research. Myriad government and private investigations conclude that the Chinese government routinely steals trade secrets from U.S. companies, government agencies, and universities. Schumer earlier this month removed Portman's provisions from the Creating Helpful Incentives to Produce Semiconductors Act for America, or CHIPS, throwing a wrench into the vote for Republicans who were under the impression it would be included and planned to vote for the bill. The reason Schumer removed Portman's anti-China provision is unclear. Some say he caved to lobbying efforts from various interest groups in the White House. The Senate last year passed a version of Portman's measure with bipartisan support, but the House never put it up for a vote. You see, the Democrat Party, despite Pelosi and a trip, when it comes to substantive policy, they're in the back pocket of the communist Chinese. And that comes from the top, the Manchurian president. It is a corrupt family through and through. They have made millions from foreign governments and foreign corporations that are the fronts of foreign governments, and especially communist China, especially communist China. It's also the reason why Joe Biden stopped enforcing a rule that focused like a laser on monitoring the activities of the communist Chinese in this country in terms of stealing our technology. He removed it. He said it was effectively racist because it just focused on the communist Chinese. Is he out of his mind? Yes, he is, if he had one. You see, you can see what's going on here. You can see what's going on here. It's a disgrace. It's shocking. But I say that, you know... It's just par for the course anymore, isn't it? It's par for the course. Biden won't secure the border. Why? His defenders in the media and the Democrat Party, all they do is attack people who say, close the border. Too many people from other countries coming in here illegally. We don't know who they are. Oh, you have the white supremacist replacement theory. This is the stupid response we get from minorities who are millionaires and white people who are millionaires, when in fact the vast majority of the American people, minority, white, whatever we are, whatever they are, we want the border secure. We want the border secure. Have you noticed? The Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, they never walk out their front doors, walk down a few blocks and interview people, either in the hood or the suburbs about their views of illegal immigration? You notice that? NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, you notice that? So why are the borders wide open? Well, I'll tell you, it certainly helps the communist Chinese to get their fentanyl into this country and kill our young people. Kill our young people. You die from fentanyl, a tiny, tiny bit of it, it's not like these other drugs like heroin you get hooked at. No, it's one time and you're done. And a lot of times it's put in stuff like marijuana or other pills and people don't even know they're getting it. And it's deadly. 
And the drug cartels are shipping it in here. Big time. And nothing's being done by this administration about it. Why? If it's not the replacement theory, which is really a Democrat, a Democrat theory, then it's a sellout to the communist Chinese, isn't it? Well, how do you explain this? Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, she never explains it. Jeremy Peters and all the Peters over there at the New York Times, they don't explain it. Philip Bump, the Washington Compost, Sarah Rump at Media, they don't explain it. What is the reason for the open border? Don't ask. They're not going to answer. I'll be right back. Lovin. As you folks know, J.D. Vance is running now for the United States Senate in the state of Ohio. This is a crucial, crucial seat. We didn't hit it off initially. It wasn't his fault. I didn't hit it off initially. I had supported another Republican candidate, but I want to tell you this. We have to hold this seat. We need to defeat this guy. Uh, what the hell's his name? Tim Ryan, who is a pretend moderate. And so I wanted J.D. Vance to come on the program. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. Thank you for having me. How's the race going? You know, it's good, but it's it's tight in part because Tim Ryan has this national fundraising network of, of Democratic donors, and in part because he's trying to pretend that he's a, he's a, he's a moderate or even a conservative. I, I will tell you a funny story. Somebody asked me yesterday whether Tim Ryan was running against me in the Republican primary. That's how much he's positioning himself to the right. So he's shameless, but if we can tell the truth, Mark, we're going to be able to, uh, to beat this guy and to do it handily. And I take it much of the media are doing his dirty business for him, right? Oh, that's exactly right. You know, the, uh, the, the liberal media, I think, hates me as much or more than any candidate running in, in, a, in a marquee race in the country. They have twisted every possible contortion of, 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 of my words used them against me, taken Tim Ryan's word at complete face value. Uh, you know, it's it's the classic thing that they do to Republicans, and I think in this in this environment in particular, they know that if they can't uh, if they can't keep the Senate, then the 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 uh, the train stops, and they have to go back to actually persuading the country uh, rather than just dominating it and, and controlling it. So, you know, we're we're in a good place, but we have to fight back against the media machine. We have to fight back against the national Democratic fundraising machine, and we're doing both at the same time. But you know, we've got a lot of patriots in Ohio, and we're very smart, and we're going to win. And you're going to have to pull together the party. The party was uh, was a bit fractured as a result of this primary, no? No, that's exactly right. And we had a lot of really good candidates, too. It wasn't just fractured. It was fractured with some very good people running. I, I know you're friends with Josh Mandel, and I've gotten to know him very well. And uh, Josh has been super helpful to us in our race. So in some ways, we're lucky that we had not just good candidates, uh, but classy candidates. But it's not just, uh, of course, the candidates. It's the voters and the grassroots. People have strong feelings, obviously, uh, they get they get very excited about their guy, and the, the the argument that we have to make is Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden 100 percent of the time. This is not a Joe Manchin guy. This is a guy who has been at the radical fringe on defunding the police, on supporting the anti energy policies, on everything wrong that these guys have done. Tim Ryan has been right there with it, and so the message is pretty simple: that as hard as the primary was, 
we have a very important job to do, which is to prevent Joe Biden from having a rubber stamp in the U.S. Senate. Well, I want to endorse you, J.D. Vance, because I think if I can help with uh, traditional conservatives in Ohio, uh, and we can all unite behind you, that I think that that would be a very strong force up against this fellow, Tim Ryan, because I know he's a fraud. I've watched him over the years. I've seen him on TV over the years. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. He was really a Nancy Pelosi lieutenant. He votes for her to be the speaker and so forth. So I do want to endorse you if that'll help you. Uh, it would certainly help us, Mark, and we'd be honored to have it. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of our voters, and especially the people who've listened to your show, um, you know, we're, we're patriots. We love the country. Um, but we've also been stabbed in the back by a number of politicians. And I think that, you know, whether it's a couple of years from now or four years from now or, you know, whenever you'll have me back, whether it, maybe, it's, maybe it's a couple months from now, uh, I, I think you're going to look at what we've done in the U.S. Senate. You're going to be proud of the fact that you endorsed me, and I think your listeners are going to be happy that they supported me too. And I find we agree on almost everything. little disagreement on this foreign policy stuff, but the border, the government spending, the centralization of government, the abuse of the justice system, you're pretty much down the line, no? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, you've been one of the few people who have actually spoken out against the, the complete abuse of the, of the justice system um, at the federal level. I mean, I, I really can't believe as much as we've got great rank and file people at the FBI, the way that Merrick Garland has turned the Department of Justice into his own political hit machine. Like, we actually got to do something about this, because if we just elect Republicans, you know, they vote the right way 90 percent of the time. They say the right thing most of the time, but are unwilling to investigate the real corruption that exists at the heart of the United States government right now. Uh, we're we're, we're going to maybe win the battle, but lose the war. And I think that that's that's another reason why this election is so important is you actually have a Republican Party and a Republican electorate that doesn't just want to go along to get along, that actually wants to fight back. And I think that's why the media has reacted to our election so strongly, is they know, look, we're going to ask questions about why there was an illegal wiretap on the Trump campaign in 2016. We're going to ask questions about why Merrick Garland is prosecuting parents protesting CRT, even as he lets the U.S southern border flood with fentanyl and sex trafficking like we're, we're going to look into not just the policy failures but i think the occasionally criminal activity behind those failures this january 6th committee jd vance i mean the the soviet nature of it the way it's set up the leaking uh of course our kind of pravda media getting behind it and now the effort to criminalize uh the politics it's 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 really Absolutely unparalleled. You look at American history, as rough as elections have been, 1800, 1804, 1876, we can go through 1828, uh, 2000. Um, this this is really beyond the pale to, to bring in prosecutors and the Attorney General of the United States, and they are self-righteously acting like it is they who are upholding the Constitution. Yeah, it's really crazy, and, and, and the leaking is, is maybe the most absurd part of it, Mark, because if you actually listen to what these people are saying, you know, why, why are they leaking private text messages that having nothing to do with January the 6th? Why are they leaking videos of Josh Hawley at the U.S. Capitol? They're doing it explicitly to embarrass people. You know, the idea here is that if you dare defy uh, the deep state in this country, what they're going to do is, is not, just, you know, not just try to beat you, not just try to vote you out of office, they're going to embarrass you. They're going to harass you. And they're going to even criminalize basic political speech. 
Uh, this is really, really dark stuff. But it, but again, it's not going to be stopped by business as usual. This is fundamental corruption. The country needs to fight back against it. J.D., if people want to help you, where do they go? I appreciate asking. JDVance.com, help us fight back against the Democratic money machine. We need patriots to donate and to, and to support us. I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, hope to, hope to ha- be back on whenever you'll have me. You will. God bless you, my friend. J.D. Vance. That's JDVance.com, folks. He needs our help. JDVance.com. I'm all in. We'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Well, Mr. Producer, you help me out. To whom shall I speak? WTAQ, we love that sponsor. That station's been with us a long time in Green Bay, Wisconsin. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing good tonight, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for playing my favorite uh, Stevie Wonder song, too. Well, you're welcome. As uh, usual, laser-guided truth missiles, you're spot on. I think Janet Yellen and company are uh, taking cues from the ATF when it comes to redefining definitions and terms. Mm. You know, But the fact that they're doing this means one thing. It's a, it's a third-quarter GDP decline. That's what they're predicting. And I think this, you know, this links to the middle class, the workforce, the workhorse of the U.S. and global economy. And they're repulsed by both, by Biden's Marxist agenda, you know. Mm-hmm. And when, at this point, Dems have one card to play, bury the economy and make a recovery harder. But I do believe a red wave's coming. People are, they're going to vote with their pocketbooks. Let me ask you a question. If they dare to take a step that would blow a hole through the hull, as I say, of the state, the ship of state here, and attempt to bring a charge against President Trump prior to the midterm elections, do you think that would even energize American patriots, Republicans, independents, and some Democrats even more to go to the polls and blow out the Democrat Party? I absolutely, I absolutely do. I think that a lot of patriots look at the quote-unquote insurrection as laughable, 
and a dare me. And, and they look at it as laughable, not because people like violence, but because the same people keep calling it an insurrection, uh, all but ignored the violence that was taking place the summer before the day of the president, that's Trump's inauguration and so forth and so on, correct? Correct. And, and these, these folks are liars. I mean, mm-hmm. everything from, you know, protesting the Supreme Court. Uh, you have, you know, Chuck Schumer there a couple of years ago. This, mm-hmm. yeah, threatening. I mean, it, it's, it's just a shame. That, but I think the game's up. And I, I do believe that this insurrection, quote-unquote insurrection, it's, it's overplaying their hand. And uh, everyone knows it's phony at this point. All right, my friend, John, thank Cheney. you for your call. What's that? Okay. I want All to see right, Cheney vote it out. Yeah, I think she will be. Must be. Let's go to Frank, Boston, Massachusetts, on the Mark Levin app. Frank, how you be, sir? Good. I wonder if God is laughing at George Carlin as much as you and I were. What yeah, a fantastic talent. I've completely forgotten just how great his enunciation of of every syllable was. That I hope you do play it more often. Anyway, that's enough for yes, the sir. good. What scared me was just saying that, that you might cut out your Sunday night show. That's the only place that I get any any good commentary on China or on Russia and foreign events with these new these newspapers today have absolutely nothing on them. You know, if you if you're going to drop anything, I wish you'd go to two hours on on the Sunday night. Program. Listen, I, I <laughs> two hours. I'm I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not. I I don't know what I'll do. Well, I'm just thinking out loud. I think I should go to four hours on radio, particularly in WABC New York. Oh, they're pining for it, and uh, you never know. We'll see. I well, do enjoy I that Sunday show. I have to tell you, I enjoy doing it. I wanted to get uh, in with your fine call screener. That 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 he's I a good man, Richie. He has program. his own radio show too, you know. Oh yes, yes, I know. Yes. But good uh, we don't, we don't get this sort of four or five minute reflection by people. Cudlow used to do it, but now he, now he's syndicated and he's got commercials every thirty seconds, and it's it's hard to it's very hard to. Uh, to really get any reaction and you're one of the few who do it but but you let your guests talk to talk a lot and i i, I certainly enjoy it well thank you frank you're a good man cudlow does a hell of a show too thank you my brother we're gonna go from boston to birmingham alabama henry the great w where are you what's his how are you listening to us uh, WZRR or WAPI. It's called both. It has both calls. Oh, yeah. WAPI. Oh, yes, sir. Go right ahead. Great affiliate there. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's only because you're on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very kind. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, how, how, <laughs> the only thing I'm making I'm friends saying, all over the radio world. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The only way I could see that uh, they could charge uh, President Trump with anything. It's conspiracy to defraud the government. And uh, I don't see how they could even prove that because you have to prove intent, don't you? First of all, I don't even want to go there. None of these criminal statutes, none of them are intended for what they might use them for. None of them. 
And uh, I really am just disgusted by everything we're having to deal with here. And how many times over the last five years, Henry, every time we turn around, there's some phony criminalization by a local DA, an attorney general in a state, a federal prosecutor, special counsel, a U.S. attorney, Department of Justice, this phony criminalization of everything Trump does, going after his taxes, the emoluments clause, clean as a whistle, but they're desperate to bring a charge against this man. That's what it's all about. And I felt terrible for him. I felt terrible for his family. All they want to do is serve. They're allowed to challenge an election. They're even allowed to lobby public officials. They're allowed to lobby secretaries of state. They're allowed to lobby legislatures and legislators. And on and on and on. There's nothing illegal about it. It's been done since the beginning of this republic. As I pointed out the other night in the 1800 election. And Trump never said anything of the sort that Jefferson himself said. But we're dealing with reprobates here. Party hacks who believe the power should be in the party and not the country. They wave around a constitution they hate. Written by men they condemn. And then they claim about inequity and inequality when it comes to justice and it's swirling around what goes on here it depends who you are it depends what party you're in it depends what event you're in whether or not you're going to be punished or not it's disgusting all right my brother henry thank you for your call my friend uh let's see jim dallas texas xm satellite how are you sir i'm doing very well uh, thank you. It's a privilege. Thank you. Know, you um, I, I heard I heard yesterday a caller in the bright part that she was a lieutenant colonel retired in the Air Force, and her husband was an active uh, brigadier general, and she was saying that what's going on in the military today is just her husband can't retire fast enough because mm-hmm. of the wokeness that's being that's that's undermining the integrity and the strength of our military. She was talking about how, you know, um, airmen didn't, wouldn't or didn't want to go out onto the airline uh, or into the, um, to the flight field, the airfield. Oh, it's too hot. I'm not going out there. Oh, and, to add, and to add to that, I don't want to bash any of the advertisers on Sirius XM. But All right, one- then be careful here. Okay. There, it, it's, Just you know, tell me what's have- going on. Do you have hearing loss? What's going on is now that anything that 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 may have been a physical detrimental detriment to the active. Oh, service. you mean the lawsuits? Yeah, I know. Unbelievable! The uh, slip and fall lawyers and the ambulance chasers. Well, well Jim, so- here's the thing. This is a very serious matter. We are losing uh, trained pilots. Uh, we're losing trained. Infantry men, we're losing Marines, we're losing across all the services. People are not re-upping. They want to get the hell out. We're getting very, very poor results on recruitment. The kind of young men in particular, but young women too, who are attracted to the military, they want nothing to do with critical race theory and pronouns and all the rest. And they're not going to go there and be told that they have to do this stuff and be trained in this and be brainwashed in this. And then on top of that, you look at the vaccinations and so forth. I mean, we're like 60,000 below where we should be just this year in terms of recruitment. It's a disaster. And, of course, the Democrats don't care. Their military brass doesn't care. 
They don't do any pushback. They just figure if they can control the military and the, and the minds of the military, the way they do now the FBI, the way they do now federal prosecutors, and there are exceptions, but not enough. And if they can do that in our classrooms at the elementary school level, like they have at the college and the university level, and they have their mouthpieces uh, in, the, uh, in the media trying to do the same to the rest of the population, they own the country. They're about their own power, their own enrichment. That's what they're about. Danby, the communist Chinese, the fascistic Russians, and all the rest. It's about their party, their power, and their imposition of their belief system on the rest of us. And that's why I, you heard Donald Trump even say the other day, at uh, Turning Point, he said he's really thinking seriously about running because he needs to help save the country. DeSantis thinks exactly the same way. Tom Cotton thinks the same way. Cruz, the rest... That's exactly why they're in this. And I want to thank you, Jim, very, very much. We appreciate it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I don't know where the time went on this show. I don't know. Let's go to Ronald. Ogden, Utah, the great KKAT. You know, uh, Ronald. They're trying to take out Mike Lee with this uh, phony. First, he was a never-Trumper, Republican from the Hill. Now he's an independent. The Democrats are all behind him. I forget the jerk's name. Do you remember his name? Uh, no, sir. Oh, well, uh, you, you know, I thought about Mitt Romney, right? Yeah, right. It's another guy. It's a sort of a, uh, a, a Mitt Romney may have spawned him in a, in a political sense, but... Uh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. Sure. Mike Lee is a fantastic senator. We got to get him reelected out there. Anyway, go right ahead. I'm glad we have him. Uh, the reason I called, first of all, I just wanted to say it's a real honor to finally get through and be able to speak with you. You're a man, a few, a few of which speaks their mind and really tells the truth like it is, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. And the other, the other point of my call is to say that the reason I felt this for ever for the last six years. The reason the Democrats attack Trump or going after Trump is because he came out of nowhere. He never served a constituency or paid his public service to the, to the voter. And he came out of nowhere and he won the election and he humiliated and embarrassed every Democrat, every Democrat politician and the whole democratic party. And they cannot tolerate that. They cannot stand for that. They have to do whatever it takes to, destroy him because he's just going to come back and do the same thing he did and turn the country around and all the, the lobbyists years- hate him the uh, republican establishment hates him the dark money behind the republican establishment hates him all the special interests hate trump you're 100 percent correct they figure they've spent more than half a century investing in what you and i detest they figure they'd spend enough money and bought and own what they need to buy and own and this guy comes in and he stirs the pot and not only that, he keeps his word. He keeps his word. So we have now, in effect, militarized uh, the Department of Justice and that U.S. Attorney's Office. We've criminalized not politics generally, but just Trump's politics. And we've taken what the Constitution permits and what the law permits, and now we pretend that that's obstruction and fraud and conspiracy 
because you have these clowns who are prosecutors and former federal prosecutors commenting. They have no comprehension of constitutional history. They have no comprehension of elections that have occurred in the past. They are, they are toadies. They are mouthpieces. They are propagandists for the American Marxists and the Democrat Party. Whether they think they are or not is beside the point. Ronald, thank you for your call, my friend. It's Evan McMullen. He's the rat fink. He's the lowlife running as an independent. Right. Independent from what? Reality. And there's Romney sitting on the sidelines shooting spitballs at conservatives. What a jerk to think that he was the nominee of the Republican Party. Little dabble do you there, Mitt. Chad. Well, we don't have time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women in Ukraine, President Zelensky, the Churchill of our time. God bless the man. And I will see you tomorrow. Same place, same time. Take care of yourself. Have a good night.